Coming up, we'll dive into our favorite stacks for week three, share a prize picks play, and FanDuel parlay. All these insights and more next. Memo and Luis are here. Be sure to follow them on X. You can also find me on X at Andrew underscore Fringe. Memo, where can the people find you? Hello, everybody. Uh, you guys can find me at Charger Mems. So that's C-H-A-R-G-E-R-M-E-M-Z on X. And Luis? They can find me at Luis underscore Cuevas FF on X as well. All right, guys, let's get into these top five, maybe a six stack. Luis, do you want to start us off? Yes. Uh, my favorite stack of the week personally is going to be Justin Herbert paired with Mike Williams. Justin Herbert's price on DraftKings is 7500 to where Mike Williams is 6000 uh, the reason why I pick Mike Williams is he's coming off a game where he did receive 13 targets and he's playing a, a defeated defense, uh, defeated secondary in Minnesota who, at, who gives up an average of 336 yards passing per game. They allow uh, 24.5 points against uh, fantasy wide receivers. I think Mike Williams is going to have an explosive game. I think he's going to come out firing on all cylinders. I think Justin Herbert and Mike Williams are probably going to combine for about 316 yards and two touchdowns, where Mike Williams will probably probably rack in about 10 receptions as well. So on this stack, Luis, are you also making sure to have a bring back since this is such a high total? This is the highest total of the week. Are you making sure of that bring back? Because there is some news out there that I was seeing from the guys that run run the Sims that actually might not be profitable this week. What are your thoughts? I, I think I, I'm I kind of I'm kind of opposed to that statement. I, I think it's going to be very profitable. I think all the attention is going to be gathered on Keenan Allen, where I think out of the receivers, uh, uh, the receivers connected to the other stacks are probably going to be a little bit more expensive. And where I think Mike Williams can reach the production of a maybe Justin Jefferson. Uh, he, he's going to he's going to reach reach the terms in where he's going to be very productive and he's going to be about $2,000 cheaper on DraftKings where you can fill your lineup and have a great stack going into the week. Okay. Now, Luis, so when you're creating you. this, sorry, uh, just jump in there real quick. So when you're creating this lineup, you have a Justin Herbert, Mike Williams stack with a run back of Justin Jefferson. Yes. If I were to pivot um, based on how I would probably align my roster I would I would my run back would probably be Kirk Cousins and Jordan Addison because Addison is five thousand dollars on DraftKings to where if, if I feel like I like another matchup um in this late this late of games I will probably you know I think Jordan Addison is a deep threat I think he's going to be very involved I think the Chargers they they give up an average of 22 yards uh per air attempt so if I were to pivot, I this is my favorite stack of the week. But if I had to go another direction, it would be Kirk Cousins and Jordan Addison, for that reason because Jordan Addison is the cheapest of value. He he's the cheapest and he has the highest value. 
Okay, back to the Justin Herbert and uh, Mike Williams play. Would there be any thought to maybe paying up a little bit for Keenan Allen? Um, there is no Austin Eckler, um, and we've seen what Keenan Allen did last week against the Tennessee Titans, who are a bad defense as well, so bad secondary. Definitely not a bad run defense, but would you possibly maybe pay up for Keenan Allen? In a in a sense, in in the in the way I'm trying to construct this lineup, no, I I would have to defer to paying up for Keenan Allen because that that's a total of fifteen thousand dollars for just my quarterback and receiver. To where I actually save fifteen hundred dollars by going with Mike Williams, who I think is going to be as productive or even more productive than Keenan Allen. Mike Williams is coming off a game where he did reach uh, 13 targets. I, I think that's huge. I think that's something they're going to feed off of. I think Kellen Moore is going to open up this offense. I think they're going to get him involved early. And I, I see I, I see a, a game script where Mike Williams can have 28 fantasy points. I think he can really, really explode in this matchup. All right, so if we take this, right, we take this approach, which I think is the right approach. I love the Justin Herbert stack. But we're going to have to pay down at running back. Are you okay with paying down at running back this week? Yes, I am. I am. I am totally fine with paying down at running back. Uh, there is a few running backs that I see a value that I think I can still construct a very, very strong lineup. All right, cool. Memo, do you want to go through our second consensus top stack, which Luis did mention Kirk Cousins? Definitely. Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson are definitely a great stack this this week um Kirk Cousins is at 69 I believe 6900 on DraftKings um where Justin Jefferson is the most priciest wide receiver but can definitely pay off the Chargers right now on average are giving up the most fantasy points to wide receivers so in order right now they're they've already given up four touchdowns in just two games so that's an average of two touchdowns to the wide receiver position and let's see. But other than that, you can also even pair him up with Jordan Addison at $5,500, just like Luis was saying. Um, it's a great stack. I think that's gonna, that's the highest over under on uh, with Vegas this weekend. So definitely it is. A lot it's of a 49 points. and a half is what it opened, but live, it is up to 54 points. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely that's a, a lot that's of, a lot of, uh, that's a lot of points. Definitely. A lot of firepower. And they're playing in the Dome. You know what we always said about Dome games? Dome and at home. Yep. Dome and at home. Uh, For two very desperate teams, starting at 0-2, you know they're going to go all out. So definitely, I would go Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson if you want to pay up for it. But the secondary on Jordan Addison at 5,500, if you do want to construct more of a balance, is also good as well. I don't actually agree. Let let me just tell you. I I don't I don't agree and the only reason is is because if Justin Jefferson actually hits that ceiling, he hits 38, he hits 40 points. He is a must play. We know that Jordan Addison does not play enough right now to hit those type of numbers. But you definitely want pieces of that game. The thing that I that I see, guys, with, with Jordan Addison is through two games, right, he has 11 targets, he has seven catches, he's averaging 18 yards per catch, and he also has two touchdowns, something that Justin Jefferson and K.J. Osborne do not have. 
I think Kirk Cousins is looking for him. I think he wants to get him the football. I think he wants to get him acclimated with the offense. I think he, he he's emerging as the receiver too in the offense. And for 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 five thousand dollars, I I just don't see why you wouldn't you know unless unless you have balance at receiver tight end. Uh, I just don't see why you wouldn't want to take that approach. My opinion. No, I'm fine with having Jordan Addison in there. I just don't think you leave Justin Jefferson out. I think you play both. I would double stack if I'm playing Jordan Addison and Kirk Cousins. The way Kirk Cousins is getting there is if two wide receivers get there. So you're willing to invest almost half of your uh, half of your salary on three players? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I'm fine with very, that. Very because interesting. Because there are very pay down. I, I would rather way pay down at running back. I think it's more profitable because when you look at the running backs, if they don't hit, which they hit less than the wide receivers do, and those wide receivers actually do hit, you're going to have to have them in your lineup. And there are good pay down options, punt plays that we'll talk about on tomorrow's show. So do you think... Uh, Andrew, I have a question here for that for that statement. I agree with what you're saying, but I also want to know if are you more comfortable playing a Minnesota ran offense than a Justin Herbert Herbert ran offense with Kellen Moore? Um, they they play a five wide. There's there's they're gonna be throwing a lot because there is no Austin Eckler. Um, I j- I'm just curious on why you would rather have the Kirk Cousins Jefferson Addison stack instead of going Justin Herbert Mike Williams Keenan. Yeah, okay. And that's easy. And you guys are much more involved in watching the games and whatnot. I'm looking at Vegas totals, and Vegas right now is telling me that Minnesota is favored in this game. They're favored by only a point, but still, their implied total is 27.5. That's the only reason. So Kirk Cousins can get there. Yeah, they're at 26.5. So if Kirk Cousins gets there, it's going to be by two pass catchers. We don't know exactly which two, but I can almost guarantee one of them is going to be Justin Jefferson. Okay, I, I can I, I can agree with that. I, I, I don't have no counterpart to that. But I, I probably personally won't play Jordan Addison because it, if I want a volatile wide receiver, which I do, I'm going to pay down less than 5500 so that I can come up and pay for a C.D. Lamb and just have two firepower guys that can actually smash a, a slate. I don't think Jordan Addison is there yet. If he was on the field at like say 75% of the time, I'd be all in. It's a it's a great dart throw. It it is a great dart throw. I, I agree with Memo on that. It, it is a great, you know, if you're looking to get, you know, pay a little bit higher in running back, or if you're looking to just overall balance your team, which I get what you're doing. You want to hit a grand slam with Jefferson, right? I mean, he's the highest he's the highest price receiver for a reason. That means Vegas anticipates him to have the highest highest performance out of receiver, which I understand. But uh personally, in my opinion, I don't think Addison is, you don't fade Addison. I think you at least take a look, you know, depending on how you construct your lineup. I think he's at least a viable option. I think he's more of a play by himself in a lineup or he's a run back. But if I'm starting Kirk Cousins, I got to, I got to go with Justin Jefferson. Oh, for sure. Definitely. He's, he's the number one, he's the number one target with, with, with Kirk Cousins especially on the on, on this week. Does TJ Hawkinson not get any love as far as stacking, right? I mean, would you rather stack a TJ Hawkinson over an Addison? Oh, for sure. I, 
think I would, I, in my opinion, I think I would rather have Addison. Uh, the, the Chargers do defend the tight end well. I believe they're 10th against the tight end. And in my opinion, I think Jordan Addison might have a little grudge against the Chargers for passing up on him for Quentin Johnson. I'm more worried just about Derwin James. I think Derwin James is such a fantastic player that I'm I'm not really interested in Hawkinson this week. I would be more willing to pay all the way down to KJ Osborne at 4K than I would play Hawkinson. I think I have to agree. I I I agree to an extent. I think um for me Hawkinson is the most targeted player on that roster in the red zone. So if you're looking to get someone who's going to get a touchdown or at least get targeted in the end zone, I I I like Hawkinson over KJ Osborne. But I do like Addison and Justin Jefferson over TJ Hawkinson. All right. Let's go into our number 3 stack and I'm going to start us off here. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, I know it's a dirty game. They're playing against Chicago. Chicago's a mess right now. But the team implied total of Kansas City this week is 30.25. I think they can get there. I remember the game last year when they went up against Arizona and it was an onslaught and Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey smashed. I think they could do it again this week. Maybe. I like Patrick Mahomes to start over with the Chicago Bears, but how much are they really going to be throwing in that matchup? Are the Bears? I just think with a bummed, they have a hurt running back. Maybe he plays, maybe he doesn't. Even if he does play, we were talking about this earlier, does he get more than 17 rush attempts? I don't think so. No, no, he probably doesn't. And they're going to have the ball a lot. And they're going to score because Kansas City doesn't really give a about it they're going to put up points they'll beat you 35 to nothing they're they're not going to just let up that's not Andy Reid it's never been Andy Reid he'll keep pushing and Patrick Mahomes he just likes to throw the ball he likes to have fun out there he doesn't care what the score is so with the stat with that stack are, are you would you would you be comfortable with Travis Kelsey and Mahomes oh yeah that's, that's what I'm I'm saying because because, yeah, because Kelsey is the number one target, right? Uh, he is the highest rated tight end as well at 7,200. He is the highest tight end. Um, I, I agree with what you're saying. Actually, Hawkinson, I think, is – no, Hawkinson is actually second. Um, I, I agree with what you're saying because Mahomes, he, he's like a firecracker, right? He goes out there and – Things are, are going in, in every direction. He's having fun out there. They're moving the ball. I don't think Chicago is going to even be in, in, in arm's reach in this game. That's my only concern with starting this stack because how effective will they be? Yeah, it's very expensive. And how effective will it be in the third and fourth quarter? You know, when it's time, you know, those that's the that's when players really elevate their game is in the in the in the the later part of the game. So with Travis Kelsey and Mahomes, if they have a three to four touchdown lead. I mean, how effective would they be? I just, that's just my concern with this stack. You're right. When you're playing in tournaments though, the other thing you're looking at, yes, it's very expensive, but what does that do? Ownership goes down. You know, a lot of people don't want to pay up to that. You pay down on these running backs. You can get this stack in there. If Patrick Mahomes goes off, most likely Travis Kelsey also goes off. And those are must people in your lineup. It's just a stack that I, I think that if you're playing, 
10 plus lineups, they got to be one of them. I agree with that. I, I can agree. If you're playing multiple lineups, I can agree on that. 10 is a lot of lineups. I, I mean, the only numbers and what, what kind of gets me is, for one, I don't know if Chicago is going to be in the game. And second, Chicago is pretty good against the tight end. They are fourth against the tight end. They've only in two games they've only allowed eleven receptions. No one is good against Travis yards. Kelsey. No one. And, and you're correct, but with that horrible <laughs> run defense from Chicago, <laughs> I don't think you really need to throw the ball as much. You just hand it on off. No, I don't and, think you need to. I think Patrick Mahomes wants to, and Andy Reid wants to. But Mahomes you look has at the way they play. But he has not scored more than 21 fantasy points. Mahomes has. Exactly. So it's coming. So, yeah. so you it's think coming. you think this is the game where he where he uh implodes. You think this is the game where his his coming out party, as they say, right? Yeah, again this year, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean it could, it very well could be. A 30 point team total? Yeah. He could get there with that. I like Isaiah Pacheco a little bit more than I would Travis Kelsey. I agree with Isaiah Pacheco. Isaiah Pacheco was a very <laughs> great play. I agree with that stack memo. Uh, Mahomes and, and Pacheco is not a bad one. And if you want a triple stack, Mahomes, uh, Kelsey, and Pacheco, I'm not mad at it. I, I'm not going to disagree with you guys on that. <laughs> That's dirty. That's dirty. I'm not trying to stack that. No, no I am not about to stack no quarterback with a running back that doesn't really catch passes. I'm out. Definitely. He's would, due for a big game. He's due for a big game, though. I would. I would definitely look to get Pacheco maybe on his own and try to yeah, get I'm a fine better with stack of, of maybe Justin Jefferson and, and Kirk Cousins. Um, but it's just that the, the Kelsey, how healthy is Travis Kelsey? He's 100%. I, report out there. Yeah, he, I saw that he I, is I, 100%. Exactly, yeah, I, I, seen, I seen a report out there that he said he's 100%. But if there's still draining fluid out of his knee, I wouldn't say that's still 100%. Bro, Taylor Swift might come to his game. Oh, you don't think he wants to look good? That that right he there, might, Andrew. He might go off. That changes everything. <laughs> With that, that statement alone, Andrew, that right there is is uh is is a very very uh viable to watch. Good call, Andrew. Very very nice call. That's what I'm here for. All right, Louise, take us into our fourth stack. So for my my second stack of the night, I am gonna be presenting you with it, it's a messy stack. It's not it's not pretty. It's not the the most flashiest. But C.J. Stroud and Nico Collins, boys. That did is, my ears that it, that is my second favorite stack, and I will tell you why. Through two through two weeks, Nico Collins. Has 22 targets, boys. And he's playing 65% of snaps, and he's got 22 targets. He's averaging a total of 18 fantasy points a game. 18 fantasy points a game, where C.J. Stroud is averaging 20 points a game. They are going to be throwing the football. They are, are going to be running around against Jacksonville. It's a divisional game. It's, it's going to be exciting. This is a game that I think Houston can upset Jacksonville. That's why I'm going with this stack. Big statement. Bold statement, actually. I actually like the C.J. Stroud, Nico Collins stack. If you wanted to go expensive somewhere else, pay up somewhere else. Um, I do believe that they will be down in, in Jacksonville. So that will keep them busy throwing. 
what about Robert Woods? Would you consider Robert Woods or maybe Tank Dell at thirty six hundred? Yes, of course. Robert Wood is, Woods is another guy that I would I would target. He's a thousand dollars cheaper. He gets a similar volume, and he's and he's actually playing eighty five percent of the snaps right now as well. He's a little older. I like Nico Collins because he's got fresh legs. Um, he's got something to prove. And number one target, they're labeling him as a bust prior to this season. Um, they said they don't know why Houston didn't do anything else outside of Noah Brown and John Mechie, but Nico Collins is he's stepping up to the plate, boys, and he's swinging that ball. He's hit, he's hitting over the fence, boys. For the first two weeks, nobody saw this Nico Collins guy coming in like this. No, and he's only fifty three hundred. I mean, very that's cheap. nice. That's very nice. Very very pleasant. When you put C.J. Stroud and Nico Collins in your lineup, you are able to go and pay up. You can put Justin Jefferson in there with C.D. Lamb and still be happy with the rest of your roster. That's where the value is. If C.J. Stroud can actually do just what he did last week. C.J. Stroud last week on DraftKings had 25 points. 25 points for a 5,300 quarterback. That's smashing. Oh, that's, that's that, like that. That, that, that's the value play that you're looking to find. That's the, the value play you're looking to, you know, you're looking to, to get here. Yeah. And I don't think any of us are really worried about Jacksonville's defense, right? Not at all. No, not at all. Not at all. Jackson, Jacksonville, especially to the quarterback. Right now, I believe is allowing the seventh most fantasy points to the quarterback. I think this is a sneaky shootout game. Yeah, it's if, sneaky. If Houston be, can keep be, yeah. up with Jacksonville, Jacksonville's going to put up points. But if Houston can keep up, because you know what a shootout, you have to be a close game. You can't just be one sided, right? So if they keep up with Jacksonville, this could be an amazing game. And you could bring this back also with Calvin Ridley or. Christian Kirk, whichever flavor you which, like. Which you would stay away from that because Houston is very, very good against the pass. That's why I would fade Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk and Evan Ingram because I think they will be more effective on the ground. Houston is 29th against the run this year, opposed to where yeah, so Houston is three. They're three against the pass. I, I just don't I just don't see Jacksonville putting up as much points as it's anticipating. Uh, I I believe the the spread line right now is Jacksonville minus eight and a half. I think that's that's too big of a line for me. I think it's going to be a lot closer than that. It, this is going to be a statement game for CJ Stroud and them boys. So you like Travis Etienne as a bring back? I love Travis Etienne as a, as a bring back. That's that's the direction I would go. You know, that's for later on in the show. But I I would that's that's kind of something I would I would be more comfortable with Andrew. Yes. Definitely a lot of fantasy points in this game. Bro, oh, if you like so Travis much. Etienne, you can bring him up as much as you want because I want to remind you and introduce this to all the listeners that we have a water bet on Travis Etienne being <laughs> a top 12 running back this year. So you keep speaking that man's name. Yes, we do. <laughs> I agree. But for this matchup in particular, I, I can't fade the man. I'm trying to win some money here, boys. That's, I think Travis Etienne's a sneaky, sneaky good play. But you are right. We do have a water bet. 
I think outside of this game, he will not be a top 12. <laughs> we'll bring him up one time, one, one more time this year. Whenever they play Houston again, we will bring him up again. Right. Houston's He's already thinking. Okay. Yeah, definitely. He's already thinking about one. fading him this week now. <laughs> now that you brought it up to our listeners, I might have to I might have to go on my word with Travis Etienne. <laughs> All right, Memo. Last stack of the night, unless you guys have a couple more you want to go over. Hit us with it. Definitely Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb. Very good. Very good. Yes. And, and the reason being is because Dak Prescott right now, in all, I believe is 6,600. And CeeDee Lamb's at 7,700. So a little bit That's cheaper right. on the cheaper side. Um, the Arizona Cardinals guys are giving up the fourth most points to the quarterback position. And I believe on, let me check the wide receiver stats as well. I believe there are. And Buda Baker's out. out. And Buda yeah, Baker's that's big out. Time. You could even, you can, you can even run it back with uh, Jake Ferguson as well, too, if you want to maybe he, triple stack that. He's a dart throw. He, for me, he's more of a dart throw. I think you don't want to triple stack because that might not be a high volume passing game. Tony Pollard might really be a good play as well. I, I, I wouldn't triple stack with two pass catchers like that. I would stick probably to CeeDee Lamb and Dak Prescott because of the game script. Ferguson, Ferguson is getting targeted in the end zone a lot. Yeah, yes, he is. He's fifth in the NFL in targets I, in the I, red zone. I believe yeah. he's Dak Prescott's favorite target in the red zone when they get around the red area, correct? That is very correct. That's yeah. right. He's and the number one target in the red implied zone. Implied total yeah. is 29 points. That's a lot of points Somebody's to be had. That, yes, Somebody's that's a lot of points to be had. touchdowns over there. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Tony Pollard out of the backfield. <laughs> it, it could be. But uh, I'll take my chances with Ferguson, 3,600 with Dak Prescott. Or if you want to run with CeeDee Lamb, I, I mean, CeeDee Lamb right now is just killing it. He is the number one wide receiver. Um, there is nobody in Arizona, cornerback-wise, that can probably shut down CeeDee Lamb. No, because so you remember that's, that's uh, a great stack. Back, back, in, back in the day of the DFS days, like five so years ago, everyone used to jam in running backs, and now I'm on the part of just jamming in wide receivers. And CD Lamb, I'm trying to jam him in every lineup, even if I'm not pairing him with Dak. Because right. Marco Wilson, he was Definitely. like the worst cornerback last week. Yeah, I agree. Because if you've seen what he did to Sauce Gardner, <laughs> what do you think he's gonna do to to Marcus Wilson? No offense to my Arizona oh, Cardinals yeah. fan in this in this podcast. You know, I don't want to take no shots <laughs> at my buddy Andrew, but it's not a good matchup for for Arizona secondary. <laughs> take them, bro. Take them shots. I'm gonna take them shots. They're terrible, terrible team. Steve Kime really hurt this organization, but that's okay. They're on the right track. They'll lose a bunch of games this year. That's what we want. Rising out of the flames. <laughs> Caleb Williams, here we come. <laughs> and possibly Marvin Harrison Jr. And that might be a stack we're talking about next year, boys. <laughs> That's right. Even though my All buddy right, guys. right here doesn't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Moving on. Um, prize picks. I, I want to create a quick one. Which one would you like to lay? Let's make one from one of these stacks. Okay. You want to start with Justin Herbert? We can start with Kirk Cousins. Which one do you feel more confident in hitting his over? 
Uh, in my opinion, it, I believe Kirk Cousins. Because Justin Herbert is at 283 and a half, and Kirk Cousins is 294 and a half. I'll definitely go with Kirk Cousins. Have you seen what Alexander Madison looks like behind that offensive line? Do you want to go over or under on 294? That's that's high. That's a high line. I, I believe I'll I mean, I'll go I know over on last that. week he did go 364. Yeah, I, I can see him getting 300 yards in this game, especially if we're expecting the shootout that there is. Vegas is as well. Um, I definitely would go over on that. I'm going to okay, go so. over on the Kirk Cousins as well because he's hit that line six out of the last ten games. It's going to be a shootout. They're going to be throwing the football so much. I don't know if Kirk Cousins is going to have a shoulder after after Sunday's game. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> let's, out. <laughs> let's go ahead and pair him with Justin Jefferson. I think the best line for him is seven and a half receptions. You can go with 21 fantasy points or a touchdown anyway. Or over a hundred yards. Which one do you feel more confident in? This is probably actually I'm gonna go with touchdowns. I think this is the week he scores. I think I'd be more confident with this what's that seven and a half catches? The over on the seven and a half catches. I I think I'm gonna pivot off of off of Justin Jefferson in this game. Cause his line to me is it's very high. It's a very profitable line. <clears throat> it is. But it's it's hard for me to not pick KJ Osborne over thirty six and a half yards receiving. I think he he's gonna hit that line, and he's hit that line six out of the last ten as well. And it's a it's a very profitable line as well in price picks. Let's do it. Let's put it in there. We have uh, three. Do you want to have any run back, or are you good with just three? Uh, I also wanted to add a rushing yards in that game. <clears throat> Joshua Kelly, his line is at 61.5. I think he's going to go under that as well. Um, he's He's gone under 60 yards in the last nine nine appearances for him. He's only hit that line once, and that was week one against Miami. I think he's going to go under Joshua 61 Kelly yards. Joshua Kelly has been pushed already to 58 and a half. Yeah, so they're lowering the line. They're anticipating... Uh, a drop in his in his running production. I think it, I I have him set at forty two rushing yards. I don't think he's gonna hit anything close to fifty eight. I have him under that line. Cool. Can Let's put Joshua it in. Kelly? Can Joshua Kelly maybe for a touchdown? Uh that's that's an that's that's another that's a that's a good one. Um, I don't know how how often he's been in the end zone. I'd have to. I'd have to check, but I think he's gotten one touchdown right in the last ten appearances. Is that I mean, is that accurate? You, you know, you know the Chargers once they get down there, they love to punch that in. I mean, Austin Eckler. I know he's not Austin Eckler, but just the results of Austin Eckler in the past two seasons have been the highest <clears throat> player, not just running back, but the highest scoring player in football. You know the Chargers get down there into the red area and they like to run it in there. Would you guys be more comfortable with? Uh, Donald Parham touchdown. He's gotten he's hitting that mark forty percent out of his last five, which is not much, right? Because no. he's not a volume guy. But um, yeah, that's a, he gets the ball in the red zone, man. This this year he he's very involved offensively. I think Gerald Everett is kind of a surprise to me on how he's not being used in the red zone. But that's for another day. Um, I really think if you're going touchdown props, 
it's it's kind of hard to pass up on Hawkinson, you know, as far as the overall game, because he's he's hitting that mark, uh, fifty fifty percent five out of his last ten. Um, I I think he he's he's due for a touchdown, even with Derwin James on the field. He did have two last week, but he did. But I, I I'm not hitting. I'm, I'm not, not sure. Hitting yeah, Hawkinson. I'm not sure. Yeah. I would like to make a fifth so that we could flex play this. Let's see. What do you think about What about Justin Fields? 174. Oh, you you're looking to add it another game? Correct. Yeah, just a- any game, just so that we can get five in here so we can flex play it instead of hitting all four or nothing. He's if I, going, he's if going I'm up being, against Kansas City, he's going to have to throw the ball, correct? Yeah, he's going to have to throw the ball, but... um, We could do Gus Edwards over 48 in that nasty, rainy game. What is Justin Fields' his, his line set at right now? What is the current line 174. on price? So 174, he's hit he's hit the over on 175 twice you out know, of his last time. You know what? I I just thought of the best line I saw earlier is 24 and a half rushing yards for Jameer Gibbs, and I'm hitting over on that. That's oh, a that's, that's a good one. That's, that's a good one. I, I, I just unless Craig Reynolds turns into Barry Sanders, I don't I don't really see him taking any production away from Jemiah Gibbs, in my opinion, but no. not just that. Also, maybe with Amon Raw St. Brown not being hundred percent healthy, how much are they really gonna throw the ball? Right. And we don't we're we don't know if he's gonna if he's gonna play, ball. guys. You know, we're not too sure if he's gonna play. You know, Friday's report doesn't indicate that. Yeah, that toe is nothing uh nothing to play with. Those turf toes can definitely keep you out a couple weeks. All right, so just to recap this real quick, we have Jameer Gibbs over 24.5 receiving yards, Joshua Kelly going under 58.5 rush yards, K.J. Osborne over 30.5 receiving yards, Justin Jefferson scores a touchdown, and Kirk Cousins over 294.5 yards. Yes, I agree with that. Sounds, sounds we good. are yeah. mailing it in. Entry has been placed. Do you guys have a FanDuel Sportsbook parlay, or do you want to save that for I, tomorrow's show? I do have a FanDuel Sportsbook parlay, and it's the over. It's 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 a few overs. Um, I anticipate give it to the listeners. Bro. I I anticipate a few overs on about nine games, which is a lot of games, but. For a $10 free bet, I, I anticipate the Atlanta Falcons and Detroit Lions going over 39 and a half. That is their line on Fandle. Um, I can definitely see that. I anticipate the Buffalo Bills and the Commanders going over 43 and a half points, which was an alternated uh, switch. The Denver Broncos and Miami Dolphins going over 47 and a half. Mind you, uh, the Miami Dolphins have hit that over on their projected points 80%. So eight out of the last ten, which is high. Denver's sitting at fifty percent. So that that's kind of a bargain play. But I like. Are that you worried? Are you a little worried on 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 the Denver and Miami game? It it is going to be raining a little bit. So would it be a slower pace game because of the rain? 
I don't think so. Or do you still I, think, I, or do you still anticipate it to be somewhat of a shootout? It's going to be points. I mean, the Denver Broncos would definitely have to be doing their part. I, I think it's it's not going to be much of a shootout. I think Miami Dolphins are going to put a lot of points on my on Denver. That Denver defense, guys. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's it's not it's not good. <laughs> it's not it's not no, the Vic Vanjo ran defense. We can definitely see that. Is Jalen Waddle playing on Sunday? It's the, the, it's what was the to be known. On that it's today? still to be known because we it, he didn't he was limited yesterday. He was limited today, but it's still to be known. I, I am not sure. I, I would have to see the final report going into Sunday's games. Um, then so I have Patrick Sertan Jr. is going to be be placed on uh, Tyreek Tyree Hill. Hill. Correct. Yes, that's going to be a matchup to watch. Um. I got the Houston okay. Texans and the Jacksonville Jaguars going over 44 and a half. Mind you, that was my upset of the week as well. Um, I got the Baltimore Ravens money line. I think they're going to beat the Colts. It's not going to be close with Gardner Minshew at quarterback. I got the Chargers and Vikings going over 43. I got the line at forty at uh, 53.5 before it went up. That's going to be a shootout. Nice. Um, I got New England and New York at... 34.5 when it was set it is now at 37.5 so i got it at a discounted rate as well um the packers and the saints it's at 42 and a half i i alternated that one i think that's gonna go over as well um tennessee and the browns i got it at 35 and a half it is now at 39 and a half boys so i got a four point cushion from what uh fanduel anticipates it to be now so ten dollars gets you fifteen hundred dollars boys all right. Thank you all for listening to our very first episode of The Better Edge. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, follow us, ask us any questions. We appreciate you all. Peace. Peace.